0: So we begin week 34 uh, as we continue through Ezekiel. Uh, If you have questions or queries or even concerns about anything that you're reading, uh, please continue to email or speak to me. But we begin today and this week in Ezekiel chapter 27 and verse 26. Continuing this story in Ezekiel. Your rowers have brought you onto the high seas, but the east wind has shattered you in the heart of the sea. Your wealth, merchandise and goods, your sailors and helmsmen, those who repair your lakes, those who barter for your goods, and all the warriors within you, with all the other people on board, sink into the heart of the sea on the day of your downfall. The countryside shakes at the sound of your sailors' cries. All those who handle an oar disembark from their ships. The sailors and all the helmsmen of the sea stand on the shore. They raise their voices over you and cry out bitterly. They throw dust on their heads, they roll in ashes. They shave their heads because of you and wrap themselves in sackcloth. They weep over you with deep anguish and bitter mourning. In their wailing they lament for you, mourning over you. Who is like Tyre, silenced in the middle of the sea? When your merchandise was unloaded from the seas you satisfied many peoples, you enriched the kings of the earth with your abundant wealth and goods. Now you are shattered by the sea and the depths of the waters, your goods and the people within you have gone down. All the inhabitants of the coasts and islands are appalled at you, Their kings shudder with fear, their faces are contorted. Those who trade among you, uh, the peoples hiss at you. You have become an object of horror and will never exist again. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to the ruler of Tyre, this is what the Lord God says. Your heart is proud and you have said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of gods in the heart of the sea. Yet you are a man and not a God, though you have regarded your heart as that of a God. Yes, you are wiser than Daniel. No secret is hidden from you. By your wisdom and understanding you have acquired wealth for yourself. You have acquired gold and silver for your treasuries. By your great skill and trading you have increased your wealth, but your heart has become proud because of your wealth. Therefore this is what the Lord God says. Because you regard your heart as that of a God, I am about to bring strangers against you, ruthless men from the nations." They will draw their swords against your magnificent wisdom, and they will defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit, and you will die a violent death in the heart of the sea. Will you still say, I am a God, in the presence of those who kill you? Yet you will be shown to be a man, not a God, in the hands of those who kill you. You will die the death of the uncircumcised at the hand of strangers, for I have spoken. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, lament for the king of Tyre, and say to him, This is what the Lord God says. You were the seal of perfection, full of beauty and wisdom and perfect. And then Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 19. All those who know you among the nations are appalled at you. You have become an object of horror and never will exist again. And then Ezekiel chapter 30 verse 20. In the eleventh year, in the first month, on the seventh day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Look, it has not been bandaged, no medicine has been applied, and no splint put on to the bandage it so that it can grow strong enough to handle a sword. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. Look, I am against Pharaoh, King of Egypt. I will break his arms, both the strong one and the one already broken, and will make the sword fall from his hand. I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them among the countries. I will strengthen the arms of Babylon's kings and place my sword in his hand. But i will break the arms of pharaoh and he will groan before him as a mortally wounded man i will strengthen the arms of babylon's king but pharaoh's arms will fall they will know that i am the lord when i place my sword and when i place my sword in the hand of babylon's king and he wields it against the land of egypt when i disperse the egyptians among the nations and scatter them among the countries they will know that i am the lord in the eleventh year in the third month on the first day of the month the word of the lord came to me Son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his hordes, Who are like you in your greatness? Think of Assyria, a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches and shady foliage, and of lofty height. Its top was among the clouds, the waters caused it to grow, the underground springs made it tall, directing their rivers all around the place where their tree was planted, and sending their channels to all the trees of the field. Therefore the cedar became greater in height than all the trees of the field. Its branches multiplied, and its boughs grew long, and it spread out them because of the plentiful water. All the birds of the sky nested in its branches, and all the animals of the field gave birth beneath its boughs. All the great nations lived in its shade. It was beautiful in its greatness, and the length of its limbs, for its roots extended to abundant water. The cedars in God's garden could not rival it, the pine trees couldn't compare with its branches, nor could the plain trees match its boughs. No tree in the garden of God could compare with it in beauty. I made it beautiful with its many limbs, and all the trees of Eden which were in God's garden envied it. Therefore this is what the Lord God says. Since it became great in height and set its top among the clouds and it grew proud on account of its height, I determined to hand it over to a ruler of nations. He would surely deal with it. I banished it because of its wickedness. Foreigners, ruthless men from the nations, cut it down and left it lying. Its limbs fell on the mountains, and in every valley its bows lay broken in all the earth's ravines. All the peoples of the earth left its shade and abandoned it. All the birds of the sky nested on its fallen trunk, and all the animals of the field were among its bows. This happened so that no trees planted beside water could become great in height, and set their tops among the clouds, and so that no other well-watered trees would reach them in height, for they have all been consigned to death to the underworld." among the people who descend to the pit this is what the lord god says i caused grieving on the day the cedar went down to sheol i closed off the underground deep because of it i held back the rivers of the deep and its abundant waters were restrained i made lebanon mourn on account of it and all the trees of the field fainted because of it i made the nations quake at the sound of its downfall when i threw it down to sheol to be with those who descend to the pit Then all the trees of Eden, all the well-watered trees, the choice and best of Lebanon, were comforted in the underworld. They too descended with it to Sheol, to those slain by the sword. As its allies they had lived in its shade among the nations. Who then are like you in glory and greatness among Eden's trees? You also will be brought down to the underworld to be with the trees of Eden. You will lie among the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his hordes. The Declaration of the Lord God. And then we begin and end end today by reading Jeremiah chapter 37 verses 3 to 21. Nevertheless, King Zedekiah sent Jehuchal son of Shelemiah and Zephaniah son of Masiah, the priest, to Jeremiah the prophet, requesting, Please pray to the Lord our God for us. Jeremiah was going about his daily tasks among the people, for they had not yet put him into prison. Pharaoh's army had left Egypt, and when the Chaldeans who were besieging Jerusalem heard the report, they withdrew from Jerusalem. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. This is what you will say to Judah's king who is sending you to inquire of me. Watch, Pharaoh's army which has come out to help you is going to return to its own land of Egypt. The Chaldeans will then return and fight against this city. They will capture it and burn it down. This is what the Lord says. Don't deceive yourselves by saying, The Chaldeans will leave us for good, for they will not leave. Indeed, if you were to strike down the entire Chaldean army that is fighting with you, and there remained among them only the badly wounded men, each in his tent, they would get up and burn this city down. When the Chaldean army withdrew from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah started to leave Jerusalem to go to the land of Benjamin, to claim his portion there among the people. But when he was at the Benjamin gate, an officer of the guard was there whose name was Erijah, son of Shelemiah, son of Hananiah, and he apprehended Jeremiah the prophet, saying, You are deserting to the Chaldeans. That's a lie, Jeremiah replied. I am not deserting to the Chaldeans. Erijah would not listen to him, but apprehended Jeremiah and took him to the officials. The officials were angry at Jeremiah and beat him and placed him in jail in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for it had been made into a prison. So Jeremiah went into a cell in the the dungeon and stayed there many days. King Zedekiah later sent for him and received him, and in his house privately asked him, Is there a word from the Lord? There is, Jeremiah responded, and he continued, You will be handed over to the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, How have I sinned against you or your servants or these people that you have put me in prison? Where are your prophets who prophesied to you, claiming the king of Babylon will not come against you in this land? So now please listen, my lord the king. May my petition come before you. Don't send me back to the house of Jonathan the scribe, or I will die there. So King Zedekiah gave orders, and Jeremiah was placed in the guard's courtyard. He was given a loaf of bread each day from the baker's street until all the bread was gone from the city. So Jeremiah remained in the guard's courtyard. And there we end, day 232. So today, day 233, we read through Jeremiah and we begin at chapter 33, verse 6. We go through to chapter 34 and then we skip a few chapters into 38. But we begin at chapter 32, verse 6. Jeremiah replied, The word of the Lord came to me. Watch, Hanamel, the son of your uncle Shalom, is coming to you to say, Buy my field in Anathoth for yourself, for you own the right of redemption to buy it. Then my cousin Hanamel came to the guards' courtyard, as the Lord had said, and urged me, Please buy my field in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for you own the right of inheritance and redemption. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. So I bought the field in Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel, and I weighed out to him the money, 17 shekels of silver. I recorded it on a scroll, sealed it, called in witnesses, and weighed out the silver on a scale. I took the purchase agreement, the sealed copy with its terms and conditions and the open copy, and gave the purchase agreement to Baruch son of Nariah, son of Mahaseah. I did this in the sight of my cousin Hanamel, the witnesses who were signing the purchase agreement, and all the Judeans sitting in the guard's courtyard. I instructed Baruch in their sight, This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Take these scrolls, this purchase agreement with the sealed copy and this open copy, and put them in an earthen storage jar, so they will last a long time. For this is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Houses, fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. After I had given the purchase agreement to son of Nariah, I prayed to the Lord. Ah, Lord God, you yourself made the heavens and earth by your great power and with your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. You show faithful love to thousands, but lay the father's sins on their son's lap after them. Great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts, the one great in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are on all the ways of the sons of men, in order to give to each person according to his ways and the result of his deeds. You performed signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, and do so to this very day, both in Israel and among mankind. You made a name for yourself, as is the case today, You brought your people Israel out of Egypt with signs and wonders, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm, and with great terror. You gave them this land you swore to give to their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. They entered it and possessed it, but they did not obey your voice or live according to your law. They failed to perform all you commanded them to do, and so you have brought all this disaster on them. Look! Siege ramps have come against the city to capture it, and the city, as a result of the sword, famine and plague, has been handed over to the Chaldeans who are fighting against it. What you have spoken has happened. Look, you can see it. Yet you, Lord God, have said to me, "By the field with silver and call in witnesses, even though the city has been handed over to the Chaldeans. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Look, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Therefore this is what the Lord says. I am about to hand this city over to the Chaldeans, to Babylon's king Nebuchadnezzar, and he will capture it. The Chaldeans who are going to fight against this city will come, set this city on fire, and burn it along with the houses where incense has been burned to Baal on their rooftops, and where drink offerings have been poured out to other gods to provoke me to anger. From their youth the Israelites and Judeans have done nothing but evil in my sight, They have done nothing but provoke me to anger by the work of their hands. For this city has been up against my wrath and fury from the day it was built until now. I will therefore remove it from my presence, because of all the evil the Israelites and Judeans have done to provoke me to anger. They, their kings, their officials, their priests and their prophets, the men of Judah and the residents of Jerusalem. They have turned their backs to me and not their faces. Though I taught them time and time again, they do not listen and receive discipline. They have placed their detestable things in the house that is called by my name and have defiled it. They have built the high places of Baal in the valley of Hinnom to make their sons and daughters pass through the fire to Melech, something I had not commanded them. I had never entertained the thought that they would do this detestable act causing Judah to sin. Now therefore this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to this city about which you said, It has been handed over to Babylon's king through sword, famine and plague. I am about to gather them from all the lands where I have banished them in my wrath, rage and great fury and I will return them to this place and make them live in safety. They will be my people and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way so that for their good and for the good of their descendants after them, they will fear me always. I will make with them an everlasting covenant. I will never turn away from doing good to them and I will put fear of me in their hearts so they will never again turn away from me. I will rejoice over them to do what is good to them and I will plant them faithfully in this land with all my mind and heart. For this is what the Lord says, just as I have brought all this great disaster on these people, so I am about to bring on them all the good I am po- promising them. Fields will be bought in this land about which you are saying, It's a desolation without man or beast. It has been handed over to the Chaldeans. Fields will be purchased with silver The transaction written on a scroll and sealed and witnesses will be called in on the land of Benjamin in the area surrounding Jerusalem and in Judah's cities. The cities of the hill country, the cities of the Judean foothills and the cities of the Negev because I will restore their fortunes. This is the Lord's declaration. While he was still confined in the guards' courtyard, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time. The Lord who made the earth, the Lord who forms it to establish it, The Lord is his name, says this. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and wondrous things you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the houses of the city and the palaces of Judah's kings, the ones torn down for defence against the siege ramps and the sword. The people coming to fight the Chaldeans will fill the houses with the corpses of their own men I strike down in my wrath and rage. I have hidden my face from this city because of all their evil. Yet I will certainly bring health and healing to it and will indeed heal them. I will let them experience the abundance of peace and truth. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and of Israel and will rebuild them as in former times. I will purify them from all the wrongs they have committed against me and I will forgive all the wrongs they have committed against me rebelling against me. This city will bear on my behalf a name of joy, praise and glory before all the nations of the earth who will hear of all the good I will do for them. They will tremble with awe because of all the good and all the peace I will bring about for them. This is what the Lord says. In this place which you say as a ruin, without man or beast, that is, in Judah's cities and Jerusalem's streets, that are a desolation without man, without inhabitant and without beast, there will be heard again a sound of joy and gladness. The voice of the bridegroom and the bride and the voice of those saying, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever as they bring thank offerings to the temple of the Lord. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as in former times, says the Lord. This is what the Lord of hosts says. In this desolate place without man or beast, and in all its cities, there will once again be a grazing land where shepherds may rest flocks. The flocks will again pass under the hands of the one who counts them in the cities of the hill country, the cities of the Judean foothills, the cities of the Negev, the land of Benjamin, the cities surrounding Jerusalem and Judah's cities, says the Lord. Look, the days are coming when I will fulfill the good promises that I have spoken concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time I will cause a branch of righteousness to sprout up for David, and he will administer justice and righteousness in the land. In those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely, and this is what she will be named. The Lord is our righteousness. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man sitting on the throne of the house of Israel. The Levitical priests will never fail to have a man always before me to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings and to make sacrifices. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night cease to come at their regular time, then also my covenant with my servant David may be broken, so that he will not have a son reigning on his throne, and the levitical priests will not be my ministers the hosts of heaven cannot be counted the sand of the sea cannot be measured so too i will make the descendants of my servant david and the levites who minister to me innumerable the word of the lord came to jeremiah have you not noticed what these people have said they say the lord has rejected the two families he had chosen my people are treated with contempt and no longer regarded as a nation among them this is what the lord says If I do not keep my covenant with the day and with the night and fail to establish the fixed order of heaven and earth, then I might also reject the seed of Jacob and of my servant David, not taking from his descendants rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Instead, I will restore their fortunes and have compassion on them. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, all his army, all the earthly kingdoms under his control And all other nations were fighting against Jerusalem and all its surrounding cities. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Go speak to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and tell him. This is what the Lord says. I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. As for you, you will not escape from his hand, but are certain to be captured and handed over to him. You will meet the king of Babylon eye to eye and speak face to face. You will go to Babylon. Yet hear the Lord's word, Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says concerning you. You will not die by the sword. You will die peacefully. There will be a burning ceremony for you, just like the burning ceremonies for your fathers, the former kings who preceded you. Alas, Lord, will be the lament for you, for I have spoken this word. This is the Lord's declaration. So Jeremiah the prophet related all these words to Zedekiah, king of Judah in Jerusalem. While the king of Babylon's armies was attacking Jerusalem and all of Judah's remaining cities against Lashish and Azekah, for only they were left among Judah's fortified cities. And then to finish today, we read Jeremiah chapter 38, verses 1 to 13. Now Shephshathai son of Matan, Geladad son of Pashur, Jukal son of Shelemiah, and Pashur son of Machalajiah heard the words Jeremiah was speaking to all the people. This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine and plague, but whoever surrenders to the Chaldeans will live. He will keep his life like the spoils of war and will live. This is what the Lord says. The city will most certainly be handed over to the king of Babylon's army and he will capture it. The officials then said to the king, this man ought to die because he is weakening the morale of the warriors who remain in this city and of all the people by speaking to them in this way. This man is not seeking the well-being of this people, but disaster. King Zedekiah said, Here he is, he's in your hands, since the king can't do anything against you. So they took Jeremiah and dropped him into the cistern of Malchiaz, the king's sons, which was in the guard's courtyard, lowering Jeremiah with ropes. There was no water in the cistern, only mud, and Jeremiah sank in the mud. But Ebed-Menelech, a Cushite court official employed in the king's palace, Jeremiah had been put into the cistern. While the king was sitting at the Benjamin gate, Abed melech went from the king's palace and spoke to the king. My lord king, these men have been evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They have dropped him into the cistern where he will die from hunger because there is no more bread in this city. So the king commanded Abed melech the Cushite, take from here 30 men under your authority and pull Jeremiah the prophet up from the cistern before he dies. So Abed-Melech took the men under his authority and went to the king's palace to a place below the storehouse. From there he took old rags and worn-out clothes and lowered them by ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Abed-Melech the Cushite cried out to Jeremiah, Place these old rags and clothes between your armpits and the ropes. Jeremiah did so and they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern, but he continued to stay in the guards' courtyard. There we end day 233. Day 234 and we continue in Jeremiah before at the end of today doing a a lot of jumping about. But we begin at chapter 38 and verse 14 of Jeremiah. King Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and received him at the third entrance of the Lord's temple. The king said to Jeremiah, I am going to ask you something. Don't hide anything from me. Jeremiah replied to Zedekiah, if I tell you, you will kill me, won't you? Besides, if I give you advice, you won't listen to me anyway. King Zedekiah swore to Jeremiah in private, As the Lord lives who has given us this life, I will not kill you or hand you over to these men who want to take your life. Jeremiah therefore said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, says. If indeed you surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then you will live. The city will not be burned down and you and your household will survive. But if you do not surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then this city will be handed over to the Chaldeans. They will burn it down and you yourself will not escape from them. But King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am worried about the Judeans who have deserted to the Chaldeans. They may hand me over to them to abuse me. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the voice of the Lord in what I am telling you, so it may go well for you and you can live. But if you refuse to surrender, this is the verdict that the Lord has shown me. All the women who remain in the palace of Judah's kings will be brought out to the officials of the king of Babylon and you will say, and he will say, sorry, your trusted friends misled you and overcame you. Your feet sank into the mire, and they deserted you. All your wives and sons will be brought out to the Chaldeans. You yourself will not escape for them. For you will be seized by the king of Babylon and this city will burn down. Then Zedekiah warned Jeremiah, Don't let anyone know about these things or you will die. If the officials hear that I have spoken with you and come and demand of you, tell us what you said to the king. Don't hide anything from us and we won't kill you. Also, what did the king say to you? Then you will tell them, I was bringing before the king my petition that he not return me to the house of Jonathan to die there. When all the officials came to Jeremiah and questioned him, he reported the exact words to them the king had commanded. And they quit speaking with him because nothing had been heard. Now the word of the Lord had come to Jeremiah when he was confined in the guard's courtyard. Go tell abed the Cushite, This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. I am about to fulfill my words for harm and not for good against the city. They will take place before your eyes in that day. But I will rescue you in that day, and you will not be handed over to the men you fear. Indeed, I will certainly deliver you so that you do not fall by the sword." Because you have trusted in me you will keep your life like the spoils of war. this is the Lord's declaration. then we go back into Jeremiah chapter uh, 38 verse 28. Jeremiah remained in the guards courtyard until the day Jerusalem was captured and he was there when it happened. Then we go into second kings chapter 25 verse 3. By the ninth day of the fourth month the famine was so severe in the city that the people of the land had no food. And Jeremiah chapter fifty two, verse six six through to fourteen. When he saw them, Zedekiah King of Judah, and all the soldiers fled. They left the city at night by way of the king's garden, through the gate between the two walls. They left along the route to the Arabah. However, the Chaldean army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the palms of plains of Jericho, arrested him and brought him to Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon's king, at Ribla in the land of Hamath. The king passed sentence on him there. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that the people of the land had no food. Then the city was broken into and all the warriors fled. They left the city by night by the way of the gate between the two walls near the king's garden, though the Chaldeans surrounded the city. They made their way along the route to the Arabah, the Chaldean army pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. Zedekiah's entire army was scattered from him. Then he blinded Zedekiah and bound him with bronze chains. The king of Babylon brought Zedekiah to Babylon, where he kept him in custody until his dying day. On the tenth day of the fifth month, month which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guards, entered Jerusalem. ...as the representative of the king of Babylon. He burned the Lord's temple, the king's palace, all the houses of Jerusalem and all the houses of the nobles. The whole Chaldean army with the commander of the guards tore down all the walls surrounding Jerusalem. Then we go back into Jeremiah chapter 39 verses 2 to 8. In the fourth month of Zedekiah's eleventh year, on the ninth day of the month, the city was broken into... All the officials of the king of Babylon entered and sat at the middle gate Nergal Sharazer, Shamgar Nebo, Sarshishim, and Rab Saris, Nergal Shazer, and Rab Mag, and all the rest of the officials of Babylon's king. When he saw them, Zedekiah, king of Judah, and all the soldiers fled. They left the city by night by the way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls. They left along the route to the Arabah. However, the Chaldean army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, arrested him and brought him to Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon's king, at Riblah in the land of Hamath. The king passed sentence on him there. At Riblah, the king of Babylon slaughtered Zedekiah's sons before his eyes, and he also slaughtered all Judah's nobles. Then he blinded Zedekiah and put him in bronze chains to take him to Babylon. The Chaldeans next burned down the king's palace and all the people's houses and tore down the walls of Jerusalem. Then we read 2nd Kings chapter 25 verses 4 to 10. Then the city was broken into and all the warriors fled by night by way of the gate between the two walls near the king's garden. Even though the Chaldeans surrounded the city, as the king made his way along the route to the Arabah, the Chaldean army pursued him and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. Zedekiah's entire army was scattered from him. The Chaldeans seized the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Rilbla, and they set past sentence on him. They slaughtered Zedekiah's sons before his eyes. Finally, the king of Babylon blinded Zedekiah, bound him in bronze chains, and took him to Babylon. On the seventh day of the fifth month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon nebuzaradan the commander of the guards a servant of the king of babylon entered jerusalem he burned the lord's temple the king's palace and all the houses of jerusalem he burned down all the great houses the whole chaldean army with the commander of the guards tore down the walls surrounding jerusalem and there we end day 234 day 235 and we continue through parts of second kings parts of second chronicles parts of jeremiah we throw in a Sam for good measure. We begin at Second Kings twenty five, eleven to twelve. Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guards, deported the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters who had defected to the king of Babylon and the rest of the population. But the commander of the guards left some of the poorest of the land to be vine dressers and farmers. Then in Second Chronicles thirty six, twenty to twenty one. Those who escaped from the sword he deported to Babylon And they became servants to him and his sons until the rise of the persian kingdom this fulfilled the word of the lord through jeremiah and the land enjoyed its sabbath rest all the days of the desolation until 70 years were fulfilled jeremiah 39 verses 9 to 10 nebuzaradan the commander of the guards deported to babylon the rest of the people those who had remained in the city and those deserters who had defected to him along with the rest of the people who had remained However, Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guards, left in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing, and he gave them vineyards and fields. At that time, and Jeremiah 52:15-16, Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guards, deported some of the poorest of the people, as well as all the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters who had defected to the king of Babylon, and the rest of the craftsmen. But some of the poor people of the land Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guards, left to be vine dressers and farmers. Then we read Psalm ninety four verses one to twenty three. Lord God of vengeance, God of vengeance appear. Rise up, judge of the earth, repay the pride what they deserve. Lord, how long will the wicked how long will the wicked gloat? They pour out arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. Lord, they crush your people, they afflict your heritage. They kill the widow and the foreigner and murder the fatherless they say the Lord doesn't see it the God of Jacob doesn't pay attention pay attention you stupid people fools when will you be wise can the one who shaped the ear not hear? the one who formed the eye not see the one who instructs nations the one who teaches man knowledge does he not know discipline the Lord knows man's thoughts they are meaningless Lord, happy is the man you discipline, and teach from your law to give him relief from troubled times, until a pit is dug for the wicked. The Lord will not forsake his people or abandon his heritage, for justice will again be righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who stands up for me against the wicked? Who takes a stand for me against evildoers? If the Lord had not been my help, I would soon rest in the silence of death. If I say my foot is slipping, your faithful love will support me, Lord. When I am filled with cares, your comfort brings me joy. Can a corrupt throne, one that creates trouble by law, become your ally? They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord is my refuge, my God is the rock of my protection. He will pay them back for their sins and destroy them for their evil. The Lord our God will destroy them. And then 2 Kings 15 Now the Chaldeans broke into pieces the bronze pillars of the Lord's temple, the water carts and the bronze reservoir which were in the Lord's temple, and carried the bronze to Babylon. They also took the pots, the shovels, the wick trimmers, the dishes, and all the bronze article used in temple service. The commander of the guards took away the fire pans and the sprinkling basins, whatever was gold or silver. As for the two pillars, the one reservoir and the water carts that Solomon had made for the Lord's temple. The weight of the bronze of all these articles was beyond measure. One pillar was 27 feet tall and had a bronze capital on top of it. The capital encircled by a grating and pomegranates of bronze stood five feet high. The second pillar was the same with its own grating. Then 2 Chronicles 36 verse 18. He took everything to Babylon, all the articles of God's temple large and small, the treasures of the Lord's temple and the treasures of the king and his officials, in Jeremiah fifty two seventeen to twenty four. Now the Chaldeans broke into pieces the bronze pillars for the Lord's temple and the water carts and the bronze reservoir that were in the Lord's temple, and carried all the bronze to Babylon. They took the pots, the shovels, the wick trimmers, the sprinkling basins, the dishes, and all the bronze articles used in temple service. The commander of the guards took away the bowls, the fire pans, and sprinkling basins the pots, the lampstands, the pans and the drink offering bowls, whatever was gold or silver. As for the two pillars, the one reservoir and the twelve bronze bulls under the water carts that King Solomon had made for the Lord's Temple, the weight of the bronze of all these articles was beyond measure. One pillar was 27 feet tall, had a circumference of 18 feet, was hollow, four fingers thick and had a bronze capital on top of it. One capital, encircled by bronze latticework and pomegranates, stood seven and a half feet high. The second pillar was the same with pomegranates. Each capital had ninety-six pomegranates all around it. All the pomegranates around the latticework numbered one hundred. The commander of the guards also took away Sariah, the chief priest, Zephaniah, the priest of the second rank, and the three doorkeepers. And then, Second Kings twenty-five eighteen. The commander of the guards also took away Sariah, the chief priest Zephaniah, the priest of the second rank, and the three doorkeepers. Then we read Psalm 74, 1-23. Why have you rejected us forever, God? Why does your anger burn against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you purchased long ago, and redeemed as the tribe for your own possession. Remember Mount Zion, where you dwell. Make your way to the everlasting ruins, to all the enemy has destroyed in the sanctuary. Your adversaries roared in the meeting place where you met with us. They set up their emblems as signs. It was like men in a thicket of trees, wielding axes, then smashing all the carvings with hatches and picks. They set your sanctuary on fire. They utterly desecrated the dwelling place of your name. They said in their hearts, let us oppress them relentlessly. They burned down every place throughout the land where God met with us. We don't see any signs for us. There is no longer a prophet, and none of us knows how long this will last. God, how long will the foe mock? Will the enemy insult your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand? Stretch out your right hand and destroy them. God, my king, is from ancient times performing saving acts on the earth. You divided the sea with your strength. You smashed the heads of the sea monsters in the waters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan. You fed him to the creatures of the desert. You opened up springs and streams. You dried up ever-flowing rivers. The day is yours, also the night. You established the moon and the sun you set all the boundaries of the earth you made summer and winter remember this the enemy has mocked the lord and a foolish people has insulted your name do not give the life of your dove to beasts do not forget the lives of your poor people forever consider the covenant for the dark places of the land are full of violence do not let the oppressed turn away and shame let the poor and needy praise your name arise god defend your cause Remember the insults that fools bring against you all day long. Do not forget the clamor of your adversaries, the tumult of your opponents that goes up constantly. Then we read Psalm 79, 1-13. to God, the nations have invaded your inheritance, desecrated your holy temple and turned Jerusalem into ruins. They gave the corpses of your servants to the birds of the sky for food, the flesh of your godly ones to the beasts of the earth. They poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem and there was no one to bury them. We have become an object of reproach to our neighbours, a source of mockery and ridicule to those around us. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy keep burning like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that don't call on your name. For they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold past sins against us. Let your compassion come to us quickly, for we have become weak. God of our salvation, help us for the glory of your name. Deliver us and atone for our sins because of your name. Why should the nations ask where is their God? Before our eyes let vengeance for the shed blood of your servants be known among the nations. Let the groans of the prisoners reach you. According to your great power preserve those condemned to die. Pay back sevenfold to our neighbours the reproach they have hurled at you, Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever. We will declare your praise to generation after generation. Then we read 2 Kings 25, 19-21. From the city he took a court official who had been appointed over the warriors, five trusted royal aides found in the city, the secretary of the commander of the army who enlisted the people of the land for military duty, and sixty men from the common people who were found within the city. Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guards, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. The king of Babylon put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah went into exile from its land. Then we read Jeremiah fifty two twenty five to 27 From the city he took a court official who had been appointed over the warriors, five trusted royal aides found in the city, the secretary of the commander of the army who enlisted the people of the land for military duty, and sixty men from the common people who were found within the city. Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guards, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah, The king of Babylon put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah went into exile from its land. And there we end. Day 235. Day 236 and we begin in Lamentations chapter 1 through to chapter 3 verse 36. And Lamentations follows the Hebrew alphabet. So each section will begin with the alphabet. So you'll learn a little Hebrew along the way. So we begin at Lamentations, chapter 1, verse 1. Aleph. How she sits alone in the city once crowded with people. She who is great among the nations has become like a widow. The princess among the provinces has become a slave. And bet. She weeps aloud during the night with tears on her cheeks. There is no one to offer her comfort, not one from all her lovers. All her friends have betrayed her. They have become her enemies. Gemil. Judah has gone into exile following affliction and harsh slavery. She lives among the nations but finds no place to rest. All her pursuers have overtaken her in narrow places. Dalit, The roads to Zion mourn for no one comes to the appointed festivals. All her gates are deserted, her priests groan, her young women grieve, and she herself is bitter. Hey. Her adversaries have become her masters. Her enemies are at ease, for the Lord has made her suffer because of her many transgressions. Her children have gone away as captives before the adversary. Yav. All her splendor has vanished from daughter Zion. Her leaders are like stags that find no pasture. They walk away exhausted before the hunter. Zion. During the days of her affliction and homelessness, Jerusalem remembers all her precious belongings that were hers in the days of old. When her people fell into the adversary's hands she had no one to help her the adversaries looked at her laughing over her downfall ket jerusalem has sinned grievously therefore she has become an object of scorn all who honored her now despise her for they have seen her nakedness she herself groans and turns away tet her uncleanness stains her skirts she never considered her end her downfall was astonishing there was no one to comfort her Lord, look on my affliction, for my enemy triumphs. Yod, the adversary has seized all her precious belongings. She has even seen the nations enter her sanctuary, those you had forbidden to enter your assembly. Calf, all her people groan while they search for bread. They have traded their precious belongings for food in order to stay alive. Lord, look and see how I have become despised. Lamed, is this nothing to you? All you who pass by, look and see. Is there any pain like mine which was dealt out to me, which the Lord made me suffer on the day of his burning anger? Mem, he sent fire from on high into my bones, he made it descend, he spread a net from my feet and turned me back, he made me desolate, sick all day long. Noon, my transgressions have been formed into a yoke fastened together by his hand, they have been placed on my neck and the Lord has broken my strength, he has handed me over to those I cannot withstand. Samek, The Lord has rejected all the mighty men within me. He has summoned an army against me to crush my young warriors. The Lord has trumpled virgin daughter Judah like grapes in a winepress. Ayin. I weep because of these things. My eyes flow with tears, for there is no one nearby to comfort me, no one to keep me alive. My children are desolate because the enemy has prevailed. Pay. Zion stretches out her hands. There is no one to comfort her. The Lord has issued a decree against Jacob that his neighbors should be his adversaries. Jerusalem has become something impure among them. Tsaadeh. The Lord is in the right, for I have rebelled against his command. Listen, all you people, look at my pain. My young men and women have gone into captivity. And Cough. I called to my lovers, but they betrayed me. My priests and elders perished in the city while searching for food to keep themselves alive. Resh. Lord, see how I am in distress. I am churning within. My heart is broken, for I have become very rebellious. Outside the sword takes the children. Inside there is death. Shin, people have heard me groaning, but there is no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard of my misfortune. They are glad that you have caused it. Bring on the day you have announced, so that they may become like me. Tav. Let all their wickedness come before you and deal with them as you have dealt with me because of all my transgressions. For my groans are many and I am sick at heart. And then back to Aleph. How the Lord has overshadowed daughter Zion with his anger. He has thrown down Israel's Israel's glory from heaven to earth. He has abandoned his footstool in the day of his anger. Bet, without compassion the Lord has swallowed up all the dwellings of Jacob. In his wrath he has demolished the fortified cities of daughter Judah he brought them to the ground and defiled the kingdom and its leaders. Gimel. He has cut off every horn of Israel in his burning anger and withdrawn his right hand in the presence of the enemy. He has blazed against Jacob like a flaming fire that consumes everything in its path. Dalet. Like an enemy, he has bent his bow. His right hand is positioned like an adversary. He has killed everyone who was loved, pouring out wrath like fire on the tent of daughter Zion. Hey. The Lord is like an enemy. He has swallowed up Israel. He swallowed up all its palaces and destroyed its fortified cities. He has multiplied mourning and lamentation within daughter Judah. He has done violence to his temple as if it were a garden booth, destroying his place of meeting. The Lord has abolished appointed festivals and Sabbaths in Zion. He has despised king and priest in his fierce anger. Zion. The Lord has rejected his altar, repudiated his sanctuary. He has handed the walls of her palaces over to the enemy. They have raised a shout in the house of the Lord as on the day of an appointed festival. Ket, the Lord determined to destroy the wall of daughter Zion. He stretched out a measuring line and did not restrain himself from destroying. He made the ramparts and walls grieve. Together they waste away. Tet, Zion's gates have fallen to the ground. He has destroyed and shattered the bars in her gates. Her king and her leaders live among the nations. Instruction is no more and even her prophets receive no vision from the Lord. Yod. The elders of daughter Zion sit on the ground in silence. They have thrown dust on their heads and put sackcloth. The young women of Jerusalem have bowed their heads to the ground. Calf. My eyes are worn out from weeping. I am churning within. My heart is poured out in grief because of the destruction of my dear people. Because children and infants faint in the streets of the city. Lamed. They cry out to their mothers, Where is the grain and wine? As they faint like the wounded in the streets of the city, As their lives fade away in the arms of their mother. Mem. What can I say on your behalf? To what can I compare you, daughter Jerusalem? What can I liken you to, so that I may console you, virgin daughter Zion? For your ruin is as vast as the sea. Who can heal you? Nun. Nun. Your prophets saw visions for you that were empty and deceptive. They did not reveal your guilt and so restore your fortunes. They saw oracles for you that were empty and misleading. Samek. All who pass by scornfully clap their hands at you. They hiss and shake their heads at daughter Jerusalem. Is this the city that was called the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? Pay. All your enemies open their mouths against you. They hiss and gnash their teeth, saying, We have swallowed her up. This is the day we have waited for. We have lived to see it. Ayin. The Lord has done what he planned. He has accomplished his decree which he ordained in the days of old. He has demolished without compassion, letting the enemy gloat over you and exalting the horn of your adversaries. Sadie. The hearts of the people cry out to the Lord. Wall of daughter Zion, let your tears run down like a river day and night. Give yourself no relief and your eyes no rest. Cough. Arise, cry out in the night, from the first watch of the night. Pour out your heart like water before the Lord's presence. Lift up your hands to him for the lives of your children who are fainting from hunger on the corner of every street. Resh. Lord, look and consider who you have done this to. Should women eat their own children the infants they have nurtured? Should priests and prophets be killed in the Lord's sanctuary? Shin. Both the young and old are lying on the ground in the streets. My young men and women have fallen by the sword. You have killed him in the day of your anger, slaughtering without compassion. Tzav, you summoned my attackers on every side, as if for an appointed festival day on the Lord's day of the Lord's anger, no one escaped or survived. My enemy has destroyed those I nurtured and reared. And then back to Aleph. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of God's wrath. He has driven me away and forced me to walk in darkness instead of light. Yes, he repeatedly turns his hand against me all day long. Bet. He has worn away my flesh and skin. He has shattered my bones. He has laid siege against me, encircling me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have been dead for ages. Gimel. He has walled me in so I cannot escape. He has weighed me down with chains. Even when I cry out and plead for help, he rejects my prayer. He has walled in my ways with cut stones. He has made my paths crooked. Dalet. He is a bear waiting in ambush, a lion in hiding. He forced me off my way and tore me to pieces. He left me desolate. He sent his bow and set me as the target for his arrow. Hey, he pierced my kidneys with his arrows. I am a laughingstock to all my people, mocked by their songs all day long. He filled me with bitterness, seated me with wormwood. Yeah, he ground my teeth on gravel and made me car in the dust my soul has been deprived of peace i have forgotten what happiness is then i thought my future is lost as well as my hope from the lord zion remember my affliction and my homelessness the wormwood and the poison i continually remember them and have become depressed yet i call this to mind and therefore i have hope cat because of the lord's faithful love we do not perish for his mercies never end They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will put my hope in him. Tet, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for deliverance from the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is still young. Yod, let him sit alone and be silent, for God has disciplined him. Let him put his mouth in the dust, perhaps there is still hope. Let him offer his cheek to the one who would strike him. Let him be filled with shame. Calf. For the Lord will not reject us forever. Even if he causes suffering, he will show compassion according to his abundant faithful love. For he does not enjoy bringing affliction on suffering or mankind. Lamed. Crushing all the prisoners of the land beneath one's feet. Denying justice to a man in the presence of the Most High. Or oppressing a person's lawsuit. The Lord does not approve of these things. And there we end day 236 day 237 and we continue through lamentations and then on into jeremiah we begin at lamentations chapter 3 verse 37 mem who is there who speaks and it happens unless the lord has ordained it do not both adversity and good come from the mouth of the most high Why should any living person complain, any man, because of the punishment for his sins? Nun, let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven. We have sinned and rebelled. You have not forgiven. Samek you have covered yourself in anger and pursued us. You have killed without compassion. You have covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can pass through. You have made us disgusting filth among the peoples. Pay. All our enemies open their mouths against us. We have experienced panic and pitfall, devastation and destruction. My eyes flow with streams of tears because of the destruction of my dear people. Ayin. My eyes overflow unceasingly, without end, until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees. My eyes bring me grief because of the fate of all the women in the city. Sadie. For no apparent reason, my enemies hunted me like a bird. They dropped me alive into a pit and threw stones at me. Water flooded over my head and I thought I'm going to die. Cough. I called on your name, Yahweh, from the depths of the pit. You hear my plea. Do not ignore my cry for relief. You come near when I call on you. You say, do not be afraid. Resh. You defend my cause, Lord. You redeem my life. Lord, you see the wrong done to me. Judge my case. You see all their malice, all their plots against me. Sin. Lord, you hear their insults, all their plots against me. The slander and murmuring of my opponents attack me all day long. When they sit and when they rise, look, I am mocked by their songs. Tav, you will pay them back what they deserve, Lord, according to the work of their hands. You will give them a heart filled with anguish. May your curse be on them. You will pursue them in anger and destroy them under your heavens. Aleph, how the gold has become tarnished, the fine gold become dull. The stones of the temple lie scattered at the corner of every street. Bet, Zion's precious people, once worth their weight in pure gold, how they are regarded as clay jars, the work of a potter's hands. Gimel, even jackals offer their breasts to nurse their young, but my dear people have become cruel like ostriches in the wilderness. Dalet, The nursing infant's tongue clings to the roof of his mouth from thirst. Little children beg for bread, but no one gives them any. Hey, those who used to eat delicacies are destitute in the streets. Those who were reared in purple garments huddle in garbage heaps. Vav, the punishment of my dear people is greater than that of Sodom, which was overthrown in an instant without a hand laid to it. Zion, her dignitaries were brighter than snow, whiter than milk. Their bodies were more ruddy than coral, their appearance like sapphire. Ket Now they appear darker than soot, they are not recognized in the streets. Their skin has shrivelled on their bones, it has become dry like wood. Tet Those slain by the sword are better off than those slain by hunger, who waste away pierced with pain because the fields like produce. Yod The hands of compassionate women have cooked their own children, They became their food during the destruction of my dear people. Calf. The Lord has exhausted his wrath, poured out his burning anger. He has ignited a fire in Zion and it has consumed her foundations. Lamed. The kings of the earth and all the world's inhabitants did not believe that an enemy or adversary could enter Jerusalem's gates. Mem. Yet it happened because of the sins of her prophets and the guilt of her priests who shed the blood of the righteous within her. Noon, Blind, they stumbled in the streets defiled by this blood, so that no one dared to touch their garments. SAMEK Stay away, unclean, people shouted at them. Away, away, don't touch us. So they wandered aimlessly. It was said among the nations, they can stay here no longer. PAY The Lord himself has scattered them. He regards them no more. The priests are not respected. The elders find no favour. AIN all the while our eyes are feeling as we looked in vain for assistance. We watched from our towers for a nation that refused to help. Sade. Our steps were closely followed so that we could not walk in our streets. Our end drew near, our time ran out, our end has come. Cough. Those who chased us were swifter than eagles in the sky. They relentlessly pursued us over the mountains and ambushed us in the wilderness. Resh. The Lord's anointed, the breath of our life, was captured in their traps. We had said about him, we will live under his protection among the nations. Sin. So rejoice and be glad, daughter Edom, you resident of the land of Uz. Yet the cup will pass to you as well. You will get drunk and expose yourself. Sav. Daughter Zion, your punishment is complete. He will not lengthen your exile, but he will punish your iniquity, daughter Edom, and expose your sins. Yahweh, remember what has happened to us. Look and see our disgrace. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our houses to foreigners. We have become orphans, fatherless, our mothers, our widows. We must pay for the water we drink. Our food comes at a price. We are closely pursued. We are tired and no one offers us rest. We made a treaty with Egypt and with Assyria to get enough food. Our fathers sinned, yet they no longer exist. But we bear their punishment. Slaves rule over us, no one rescues us from their hands. We secure our food at the risk of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. Our skin is as hot as an oven from the ravages of hunger. Women are raped in Zion, virgins in the cities of Judah. Princes are hung up by their hands, elders are shown no respect. Young men labour at millstones, boys stumble under loads of wood. The elders have left the city gate, the young men their music joy has left our hearts our dancing has turned to mourning the crown has fallen from our head woe to us for we have sinned because of this our heart is sick because of these our eyes grow dim because of mount zion which lies desolate and has jackals prowling in it you lord are enthroned forever your throne endures from generation to generation why have you forgotten us forever abandoned us for our entire lives Lord, restore us to yourself so we may return, renew our days as in former times, unless you have completely rejected us and are intensely angry with us. Then we read 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 22 to 24. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, over the rest of the people he left in the land of Judah, when all the commanders of the armies, they and their men, heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. The commanders included Ishmael son of Nethaniah, Johanan son of Cariah, Sariah son of Tahumeth the Nephilite, and Jazaniah son of the Machite. They and their men. Gedaliah swore an oath to them and their men assuring them don't be afraid of the servants of the Chaldeans. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon and it will go well for you. And then we read through Sections of Jeremiah starting at chapter 39, verse 11 to 14. Speaking through Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon gave orders concerning Jeremiah, saying, Take him, look after him, and don't let any harm come to him. Do for him whatever he says. Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, Nebusha the Rabsarais, Nergal Sharazer, the Magbair, and all the captains of the king of Babylon. Had Jeremiah brought from the guard's courtyard and turned him over to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shapan, to take him home. So he settled among his own people. And then Jeremiah chapter 40, verse 1 to 12, to finish today. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, released him at Ramah, when he had been bound in chains with all the exiles of Jerusalem and Judah who were being exiled to Babylon. The captain of the guard took Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God decreed this disaster on this place and the Lord has fulfilled it. He has done just what he decreed. Because you people have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed him, this thing has happened. Now pay attention to what I say. Today I am setting you free from the chains that were on your hands. If it pleases you to come with me to Babylon, come and I will take care of you. But if it seems wrong to you to come with me to Babylon, go no further." Look, the whole land is in front of you. Wherever it seems good and right for you to go, go there. When Jeremiah had not yet turned to go, Zebudar Zaradan said to him, Return to Gedaliah son of Ahakam, son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the cities of Judah, and stay with him among the people, or go wherever you want to go. So the captain of the guard gave him a ration and a gift and released him. Jeremiah therefore went to Gedaliah son of Ahakam at Mizpah, and he stayed with him among the people who remained in the land. When all the commanders of the armies in the field, they and their men, heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah son of Ahakam over the land, and that he had put him in charge of the men, women, and children, the poorest of the land who had not been deported to Babylon, they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. The commanders included Ishmael son of Nethaniah, Johanan and Jonathan the sons of Cariah, Sarai son of Tahumeth, the sons of Ephi the Anithphalite, and Jezaniah son of the Machite, they and their men. Gedaliah son of Ahakam son of Shaphan swore an oath to them and their men assuring them, Don't be afraid to serve the Chaldeans. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon and it will go well for you. As for me, I am going to live in Mizpah to represent you before the Chaldeans who come to us. As for you, gather wine, summer fruit and oil, Place them in your storage jars and live in the cities you have captured. When all the Judeans in Moab and among the Ammonites and in Edom and in all the other lands also heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah son of Ahakam son of Shaphan over them, they all returned from all the places where they had been banished and came to the land of Judah to Gedaliah at Mizpah and harvested a great amount of wine and summer fruit. And there we end day 237. Day 238, and we continue through Jeremiah from chapter 40, verse 13, to chapter 43, verse 13, with a little bit of kings thrown in as well. But we start from chapter 40, verse 13, through to chapter 41, verse 9. Meanwhile, Jehoannon, son of Cariah, and all the commanders of the armies in the field came to Gedaliah at Mizpah and warned him Don't you realize that Balas, king of the Ammonites, has sent Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, to strike you down? But Gedaliah son of Ahakam would not believe them. Then Johanan son of Cariah suggested to Gedaliah in private Mizpah, Let me go kill Ishmael son of Nethaniah. No one will know it. Why should he strike you down and scatter all of Judah that has gathered to you, so that the remnant of Judah would perish? But Gedaliah son of Ahakam responded to Johanan son of Cariah, Don't do that. What you're saying about Ishmael is a lie. In the seventh month, Ishmael son of Nethaniah son of Elishamah of the royal family and one of the king's chief officers came with ten men to Gedaliah son of Ahakam at Mizpah. They had a meal together there in Mizpah, but then Ishmael son of Nethaniah and the ten men who were with him got up and struck down Gedaliah son of Ahakam son of Shaphan with the sword. He killed the one the king of Babylon had appointed in the land. Ishmael also struck down all the Judeans who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah, as well as the Chaldean soldiers who were there. On the second day, after he had killed Gedaliah when no one knew yet, eighty men came from Shechem, Shiloh and Samaria, who had shaved their beards, torn their garments and gashed themselves, and who were carrying grain and incense offerings to bring to the temple of the Lord. Ishmael son of Nethaniah came out of Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he came. When he encountered them, he said, Come to Gedaliah, son of Ahakam. But when they came into the city, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah and the men with him slaughtered them and threw them into a cistern. However, there were ten men among them who said to Ishmael, Don't kill us, for we have hidden treasure in the field, wheat, barley, oil, and honey. So he stopped and did not kill them along with their companions. Now the cistern where Ishmael had thrown all the corpses of the men he had struck down, was a large one that King Asa had made in the encounter with Bashar king of Israel. Ishmael son of Nethaniah filled it with the slain. And then Second Kings 25 verse 25 to 26. In the seventh month, however, Ishmael son of Nethaniah, son of Elishama, of the royal family, came with ten men and struck down Gedaliah, and he died. Also they killed the Jews and the Chaldeans who were with him at Mizpah. Then all the people from the youngest to the oldest and the commanders of the army left and went to Egypt, for they were afraid of the Chaldeans. And Jeremiah chapter 41, verse 10 through to chapter 43, verse 13. Then Ishmael took captive all the remnant of the people of Mizpah, including the daughters of the king, all those who remained in Mizpah over whom Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, had appointed Gedaliah son of Ahikam. Ishmael son of Nethaniah took them captive and set off to cross over to the Ammonites. When Johanan son of Cariah and all the commanders of the armies with him heard of all the evil that Ishmael son of Nethaniah had done, they took all their men and went to fight with Ishmael son of Nethaniah and found him by the great pool in Gibeon. When all the people with Ishmael saw Johanan son of Cariah and all the commanders of the army with him, they rejoiced, and all the people whom Ishmael had taken captive from Mizpah turned around and rejoined Johanan son of Cariah. But Ishmael son of Nethaniah escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites. Johanan son of Cariah and all the commanders of the armies with him then took from Mizpah all the remnant of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael son of Nethaniah after Ishmael had killed Gedaliah son of Ahakam. Men, soldiers, women, children and court officials whom he brought back from Gibeon. They left stopping in Geruth-Chimham, which is near Bethlehem, in order to make their way into Egypt, away from the Chaldeans. For they feared them because Ishmael son of Nethaniah had struck down Gedaliah son of Ahakam, whom the king of Babylon had appointed in the land. Then all the commanders of the armies, along with Johanan son of Cariah, Jazaniah son of Hoshaiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest approached Jeremiah the prophet and said, May our petition come before you, Pray to the Lord your God on our behalf, on behalf of this entire remnant, for few of us remain out of the many as you can see with your own eyes, that the Lord your God may tell us the way we should walk and the thing we should do. So Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard, I will now pray to the Lord your God according to your words, and every word that the Lord answers you I will tell you, I won't withhold a word from you. And they said to Jeremiah, As for every word the Lord your God sends you to tell us, if we don't act accordingly, may the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us. Whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we are sending you, so that it may go well with us. We will certainly obey the voice of the Lord our God. Now at the end of ten days, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and he summoned Johanan son of Cariah, all the commanders of the armies who were with him, and all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, This is what the Lord says, the God of Israel to whom you send me to bring your petition before him. If you indeed stay in this land, then I will rebuild and not demolish you, and I will plant and not uproot you, because I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought on you. Don't be afraid of the king of Babylon whom you now fear, don't be afraid of him. This is the Lord's declaration, because I am with you to save you and deliver you from him. I will grant you compassion and he will have compassion on you and allow you to return to your own soil. But if you say, we will not stay in this land so as not to obey the voice of the Lord our God, and if you say no, instead we'll go to the land of Egypt where we will not see war or hear the sound of the ram's horn or hunger for food and will live there, then hear the word of the Lord, remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. If you are firmly resolved to go to Egypt and live there for a while, then the sword you fear will overtake you there in the land of Egypt, and the famine you are worried about will follow on your heels there to Egypt, and you will die there. All who resolve to go to Egypt to live there for a while will die by the sword, famine, and plague. They will have no survivor or escapee from the disaster I will bring on them. For this is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Just as my anger and fury were poured out on Jerusalem's residence, so will my fury pour out on you if you go to Egypt. You will become an object of execration, scorn, cursing, and disgrace, and you will never see this place again. The Lord has spoken concerning you, remnant of Judah. Don't go to Egypt. Know for certain that I have warned you today. You have led your own selves astray, because you are the ones who sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray to the Lord our God on our behalf, and as for all that the Lord our God says, tell it to us, and we'll act accordingly. For I have told you today, but you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God in everything he has sent me to tell you. Now therefore know for certain that by the sword, famine, and plague you will die in the place where you desired to go to live for a while. When Jeremiah had finished speaking to all the people all the words of the Lord their God, all these words the Lord their God had sent them to give him. Then Azariah son of Hoshai, Johanan son of Cariah and all the other arrogant men responded to Jeremiah, You are speaking a lie. The Lord our God has not sent you to say you must not go to Egypt to live there for a while. Rather Baruch son of Neriah is inciting you against us to hand us over to the Chaldeans, to put us to death or to deport us to Babylon. So Johanan son of Cariah and all the commanders of the armies did not obey the voice of the Lord to stay in the land of Judah. Instead, Johanan son of Cariah and all the commanders of the armies took the whole remnant of Judah, those who had returned from all the nations where they had been banished to live in in the land of Judah for a while, the men, women, children, kings, daughters and everyone, whom Abuzaradan, captain of the guard, had allowed to remain with Gedaliah, son of Ahakam, son of Shaphan, along with Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch, son of Neriah. And they went to the land of Egypt, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. They went as far as Taphanes, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah at Taphanes, Pick up some large stones and set them in the mortar of the brick pavement that is at the opening of Pharaoh's palace at Taphanes. Do this in the sight of the Judean men, and tell them, This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. I will send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and I will place his throne on these stones that I have embedded, and he will pitch his pavilion over them. He will come and strike down the land of Egypt, those destined for death to death, those destined for captivity to captivity, and those destined for the sword to the sword. I will kindle a fire in the temples of Egypt's God, and he will burn them and take them prisoner. He will clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks lice off his garment, and he will leave there unscathed. He will smash the sacred pillars of the sun temple in the land of Egypt, and burn down the temples of the Egyptian gods. And there we end day 238 and week 34.